0: Hey everybody, welcome welcome back to the Lucky Doll Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRushMedia.com. Photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing the long-awaited review. I know everyone's been waiting for it. Everyone's been talking about it. It's Squid Game on Netflix. It is Squid Game. Is a South Korean survival drama television series streaming on Netflix think of one of those uh, video games that have come out in the last couple years Fall Guys or like uh, Battle Royale type uh fortnight ish kind of styled games but like live action and actually you will really die so let's just say these people in these uh, this show they're playing these let's just like larger than life adult games merged with children's games in the same style Think thing green light red light but if you don't do what simon says then you die so i know that's kind of a long way of saying uh uh it's you know a survival drama television series but uh why is this game hooking the world why is this game uh you know gripping everybody by surprise i gotta say from the technicals and the standpoint of a regular netflix drama what is the recipe for most of the netflix dramas these days well to kind of have an eccentric looking uh irreverent plot or cinematography that is just eye capturing for one i think generally most of netflix's series do an excellent job of having that that eye capturing um look to their television shows. So the cinematography and the colors are not something I normally have a problem with and certainly not here uh, either. They have really boosted the colors, the, the irreverent look of the cinematography. The camera works very nice. It looks like you're watching a movie the majority of the time that you are watching Squid Game. And so I gotta say, from the look to the feel to the production to the technicals, uh, I actually listened to this. Or I watched it with headphones on, and I loved the sound design just as much as I loved uh, the visual flair of it too. So, um, from coming from all of that, um, even with I watched half of the series with English dubs and half of it with Korean uh, subtitles or you know Korean uh, voiceovers, the original Korean voiceovers with english dubs so i can see what they were what they were saying or subtitles english subtitles so with saying that i thought both sides worked really well with a lot of times voiceovers in american uh series don't always work as well because they're either told to have like this weird authentic you know super authentic korean accent but do it in an american style or do a korean uh voice or not a korean voice but do a character that is Korean with an American accent. So it's kind of weird when those are mismatched, but I felt like Squid Game did an excellent job of having both the subtitles and the dubs work on both sides. So it worked for either party. So, um, I'm not going to go through and try to butcher everyone's name because, uh, I don't speak Korean and I don't, I don't want to, uh, have any disrespect to the, the names of the actors or actor, uh, or directors uh, behind this. Um, I, so I'm going to probably refer to everybody as their number that they were in the game. And so um, with saying that, I didn't think there was generally a weak point in this series at all. I was I was blown away to see some international um, acting flair on screen, which I basically wanted to see the majority of this entire cast in. Either another type of television show, or uh, Netflix show, or another movie. I thought the majority of them were, uh, were pretty astounding when it came to having um, some amazing uh, acting chops. I, w- I was blown away. So, the series was released on uh, Netflix worldwide September 17th. Um, the show received overwhelmingly... Positive reviews with praise for his performances. Like I said, the originality I'd say uh, It's not exactly the most original plot But it does have enough of its own identity that I think that most people will be like Yeah, this is something that you've got to check out Um, the atmosphere and themes and I got to say that even though there are parts of this show that feel slightly heavy-handed I Do feel like it's done with uh, care and uh, despite the language barrier it translates relatively well Um, within a week it became one of netflix's most watched programs in several regional markets and i think it's going to continue to grow in popularity because it is about nine episodes and they're approximately 40 minutes to an hour each maybe maybe a little maybe they're close to an hour um but with saying that it feels like you're watching a movie. Almost every episode is compelling um, just as the last one and it progresses the plot. It doesn't feel like it has any fat on it. Um, There's a little bit of stuff that happens in the middle of the uh, season that I probably have a little bit more quibbles about, but overall this was a very impressive series and I would recommend it to people that really like, you know, this type of almost like most dangerous game people hunting other people kind of thing but this is more or less like people playing games for money so they're kind of putting themselves in these situations so that they can win these you know prizes and um the more i think about it um how crazy game shows are these days uh it really does feel like an extreme version of fear factor and for people that international audiences that are watching this they have no idea what fear factor is it was like Uh, It was when Joe Rogan, the podcaster, used to be on this show. um, And these people would have to, like, climb a giant fucking crane that was, like, 30 stories high or something like that. And when they would do that, they would essentially uh, have to, like, jump across this, like really high intense heights and then jump off the crane or something like that and then eat a couple cockroaches or something like that just do disgusting things do things that would normally like really uh Bug people <laughs> that would really gross people out. People were really scared of heights, so they'd make you climb really high heights, make you jump off of it, make you go into places where it feels like you're going to drown. And get you, you got to get out of a box in a certain amount of time. Basically, you were playing these games that felt like you were close to, you know, death in some sort of way. Put a, a jar of bees over your head or something like that, and then you got to get the lock off to get the bees out. It's like, oh, the fucking bees, you know. It's so it feels like uh they would kind of like make up these games and this is real life i'm, ta- I'm talking y'all real life this is not the show i'm talking about i'm talking in real life fear factor they actually had people doing this eat a nasty little bug coming on you and it, it, it's like yeah eat this eat the centipede or something like that do something disgusting you know and they would make them do these disgusting things for for money and so you know, Squid Game is not that far off from actually, you, you know, what real life is already. So basically, with uh, without going into too much more detail, I'm going to start kind of going a little bit more into the plot of this. I'm not going to go into complete spoilers, but we're going to start talking about the episodes very quickly. And uh, normally we, we'd like, we like talking about the first episode and the last episode just to kind of have a full roundup of what's going on with this um show and we'll talk a little bit about what's going in the middle mostly because this does feel very much like a movie and it's hard to you know kind of nail down just having the um the plot and then the ending you know we'll we'll talk all about the middle as well so uh you know stick around let's uh, let's get down to it we'll kind of break it down a little bit more um uh squid game get a little agua agua no i'm not kidding about fear factor this show feels like the response of fear factor if we could actually kill people you know this is what would happen this this is why we can't (laughs) this is why we can't have nice things so um i am going to attempt the uh Okay, so I just want to give credits to the uh, creator. I, I'm sorry if I mispronounce this, but Huang Dong Hyuk, and I believe that's the creator, uh, the writer. It's he's the director. I believe he did all of the episodes. I'll let you know if I'm wrong on that one. If I can, if I if I get any of this wrong, y'all let me know in the YouTube comments as well. Um, this is a South Korean production. Um, the composer Jung Jae Il. I really liked the music in this as well. Kind of reminded me of, uh, Ratchet on, I think it's called Ratchet on, um, what's it called on Netflix? It's the one with the, uh, the nurse from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It kind of has the same uh, boosted color aesthetic. It also has, um, the same feels as like Maniac. I, is it Maniac or Maniac? Ma- maniac with, uh... Emma stone and Jonah Hill. It has all of that same aesthetic when it comes to the cinematography the colors the boosted uh, Vibrant like synthy tones and stuff like that stuff like that Um, But yeah, so it is um, I'm seeing some episodes maybe 30 minutes to 60 minutes. So I guess there was one that was a little bit shorter Um, So here's the premise and again, I'm going to say these names a little bit wrong, so I apologize up front. And this will contain spoilers as we go through, but this is going to be the premise, and I'll let you know as we go into the next few episodes as we do them. So here's the premise. Seong Gi Young, a divorced and indebt- indebted, debt chauffeur, is invited to play a series of children's games for a chance at a large cast prize. Accepting the offer, he is taken to an unknown location and finds himself among 455 other players. All with similar large debts, the players are kept under watch at all times by masked guards in pink suits with the games overseen by the front man the players soon discover that losing these games result in their death though each death adds a hundred million won i believe um, which is the equivalent of about eighty four thousand dollars in american u.s money um to the grand prize Gi-hyun, allies with other players including his childhood friend cho sang woo to try to survive the physical and psychological twist of the games now this is essentially what happens in the first episode give or take the first or second episode it is established very very much that um you know, that these characters, every single one of these characters have a strong motive of why they want to be involved in the squid game or, you know, in, in the games. Um, the reason they want to be in there is strictly because greed or because they need the money or because they've been pushed into uh, situations where they need uh, large amounts of money or they or actually greedy. So, um, the thing is, this show is demonstrating, you know, how greed could, you know, basically turn you into a, a monster, you know, dog eat dog kind of thing. And, um, to an extent, I felt like I had seen some parts of this, um, you know, the tropes of this show, you know, having the most dangerous game, who's going to come out on top by playing these different games. It's a little bit like... Without going into too many spoilers, it feels like a combination of Fear Factor meets Saw. And that's all I'm going to say right there until we get to the end. Um, And if I don't come back to it, you know, just remind me in the comments or something like that. But uh, it essentially feels like a crossover between those two. The thing is, the first episode, we are strung along this road of learning about Jihan or gihan i think that's his name xiong um and we see how down and out he is the majority of that first episode we're like holy shit this dude this dude's life is not that great but he's also not doing that much to improve it and he's putting himself in the situations he's gambling he's doing all this he's getting beat up by gangsters he's been borrowing money he's been stealing money of his bomb and bomb he he's just like not a great guy Can't get enough to, you know, um, the money that he does get, he ends up having to, he ends up losing anyway, and uh, he has to go back on people that the one lady that he's been tipping off, uh, or he's not tipping off, but he's the gambling lady that's cashing his checks. He's like, I'm going to need that back. I'm going to need that 10,000 won back because, you know, he he lost all the money when he dropped it and ran into uh, the other player that they end up seeing. But without going into too much detail we understand that this guy has a motivation of why he wants to be in the game now is it worth death i don't think so but um i think it's interesting that they decide at the very first the very beginning after the first game after they've been kidnapped straight up mr robot style feels like a in the back of a van like these like uh fans coming out and like uh, them going sh- you know like fucking going down like this i'm telling everybody that if you've seen squid game you will love mr Robot, it is so like irreverent and different in the same different in the same way as the colors It has the uh, the interesting story. I, I think people would love mr Robot, I, you're really just missing out not seeing it. So anyways, um You know the whole premise on the beginning feels like they're kidnapped but you find out the end that if it's the majority rules and they can just end the games and so they end up ending the game almost because of this one guy and it's interesting to see the people that want to stay versus want to leave and uh you know how much greed has really uh overtaken their minds and stuff like that how much they don't care about dying and playing these games so anyways on top of having all of this uh, crazy irreverent like these mask masked, masked uh, dudes that are basically kidnapping people on so let me, let me let me back up a little bit. I know this is a little bit of scatterbrained, but just give me a sec Let's start with episode one because giving the uh, premise will help a little bit. Uh, bring everything back. I guess I didn't bring my water over here. Fucking, fucking wonderful. So let me just check real quick. This is a single director and writer on all of these episodes, which I do think helps very much of the singular focus of this, um, of this show. Also, check out Lucky Dog Podcast on Twitter. We have some fresh tweets for everybody to check that out. We have other reviews on other television shows that we've already talked about as well. Um, you can check out kind of like first takes, hot takes, ready to go takes um, there. So, all right. So here is the first episode. So you've basically heard the majority of the first episode, but let me give you a little bit more by, by what they have on uh, the Wikipedia red light, green light. Seon Young Young is down on his luck, having accumulated enormous amounts of debt with loan sharks. While at a train station, he is asked by a well-dressed man. I got to tell you, this dude was looking sharp. I was like, damn, I want to look like that guy. Um, well-dressed man looking like 007 or something like that to play a game of G dad-ic, dadakaji. I'm sure I'm saying this wrong. I'm sorry. G. I think for money, it's like they're playing this game where they have to like slap each other's cards and make it flip over or something like that. And if they don't do it, then then the other person gets slapped in the face. And so he's like, "All right, um, Gyeong uh, has already been like mugged after that, and he needs like as much money as he can because he knows he's going to see his his kid, and he's slapped." Boom, 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 several times um, by this guy in the well-dressed suit. <laughs> and ultimately, he ends up getting at least one good hit. And he's getting ready to go slap this guy. And he gets one good flip on it. And this guy oh, he grabs his hand like that. He's like, not today. And then he gives him a card. And basically is inviting him to go play a game with higher stakes and he's like you yeah, know here's the money you've won this you won the game and when he gets a taste of that first little bit it's almost like a drug for him he's like this is like a real take on you know the metaphors and allegories of like addiction and stuff like that and so uh gihan accepts and is taken um Basically, what he does is it looks like he gets a card that looks like it has a bunch of like Sony PlayStation like symbols on there It's got like an X and O a triangle and a square and he's like, you know, hello, who was there? And he tells them they tell them all His on these like let's get your name your birthday give you phone number address Let me see what your sizes are. You know, how big is your? You know is <laughs> they want to know everything and so they um they say, all right, now meet us at, you know, this location and you know get ready to get snatched up. And he ends up getting snatched up. And this is when I was talking talking to you all earlier, that and for anyone that hasn't seen this. Uh, the main character is snatched up, thrown in the back of a van, and he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And he sees people like sleeping behind him and stuff like that. And he's like, "What?" And you know, he looks at the person driving, and it's a, it's a person in a fucking mask with it looks like it has like a Sony symbol, and I think it's like a triangle or something like that. I don't remember which one it was, but it was one of those with a mask, and they're like, <sighs> and. All of a sudden, it looks like there's like some sort of gas coming through the uh, the vents of the van. And he's like... Boo! And he's like... Boo! And basically, we're shown the process of how people are taken into this game. And it's like we're going all the way from the process. This might be a little bit forward in, in the season. But we see how the process is from them picking up the people, the contestants from them taking them from the van to the ferry, from the ferry to the actual location on this like island, looks like Dr. Evil's island or whatever the hell, some 007 shit. And so, I was just like, "Holy Santa Claus, this is like an elaborate system." And so, once again, it feels like a very lived-in world. And I think what really benefits this uh this show, not only because I don't we didn't get any marketing for it, and it just kind of came out of nowhere all word of mouth for me I, I i hadn't seen any trailers or anything for it so it came out of nowhere no expectations but um it feels like a lived-in world it feels like so much is happening at this and, and and that it's happened before you know and so um let me see okay so Guillaume accepts and is taken while unconscious to a mysterious location with 455 other players who awaken in a dormitory and are identified by the numbers on their clothes. The location is managed by a masked staff and overseen by the front man. And the front man has a very interesting look. I gotta say that uh, the front man has one of my favorite, you know, masks I've ever seen uh, designed. It kind of looks like almost like a video game 8-bit face but like unfinished in a way it, it, it's kind of hard to describe but it definitely feels like it has this like digital feel to it but very uh, aesthetically cool very cool the location is managed and masked by staff and overseen by the front man um also masked the players are all similarly dire financial uh Straits and will be given billions of won, which is I believe the Korean uh, the Korean official um, Monetary unit in prize money if they win six games over six days um, Gihun, hun befriends player 001 or just one An elderly man and recognizes among players among the players cho sang woo a former classmate and businessman who has been talked about throughout the the episode um before they even get to each other and it's very it's good how they sow the seeds for this um and player 67 a pickpocket who stole his money we bumped into her uh, the main character bumped into her earlier in the season and uh we don't get too much about the pickpocket up up front but um we learn a little bit more about her as the season goes and i kind of like how her you know her demeanor and you're know, kind of like down and out how she doesn't trust anybody and it's it's kind of with reason i mean they don't they don't like her either um and there is a, a cultural divide of, among many cultural divides that i'm not going to see right off the bat um there is a cultural divide that is is uh, because I'm I'm an American and I won't I won't understand the cultural significance of that so bear with me but one thing I did notice was how they were um, they weren't picking on her but they were sort of picking on her but they were pointing out the fact that she was I believe from North Korea but she had come to South Korea and so they were there is some, I guess whether you could say like ignorance of you know they're coming over and taking our jobs kind of thing even though they're trying to get out of a bad situation and you know they it's interesting to see how there is this uh divide in how they look at people from other countries just as how we in american in america or the states we uh have very similar views um, divided down the middle. Some people think you know immigration is good. Some people think immigration is not so good. And so, uh, you know, the the cultural divides in how we think and perceive other people from other places is for better or for worse, um, very relatable, to be honest. And so that's where you know having this player, um, you know, being an outcast was relatable to understand from. And so. Um, So, yeah, the first game is red light, green light. So red light, green light, red light, blue light, got a green light and a blue light. Hey, (laughs) so anyways, um, the first game is red light, green light, uh, where those who are gunned down on the spot. um, Sorry, those who lose are gunned down on the spot. So i had no idea i had no expectation of this of this world of what to expect it did feel like they were being um forced to play these games because it didn't feel like they could just leave on their own except for what they like long accord of rules that they were told that they had to like sign at the very bottom and with saying that this episode um you know seeing them play this game having so many different aspects of this uh, first game okay so the first thing is there's this giant doll girl looks like a little white girl that's about i don't know 20 feet high and she's got these eyes that go all this different way and these eyes are like scanners and these scanners are like looking for people that are moving during the middle of the red light, green light game. And so, if someone moves during that, which at the very beginning they don't understand the significance of it, they are targeted by fucking snipers all different directions. Doom! 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 I ruthless. I remember watching Alice in Borderland and they kind of have this similar, play these games to get out of these situations, to get money kind of thing. Um, they're a little bit more forced into it in that show. This one's because they want to make the, make money. Um, this first episode, they kill everybody without like giving them any notice. It feels like the, they mow down half of, the, half of the people in that room. I think they actually do at that point. They're like, we got to get the fuck out of here because it is it's almost traumatizing seeing the first uh the first game. This like doll is like red light, red light like people are just going like absolutely ape nuts. Ape nuts. And you don't go ape nuts once they go ape nuts multiple times i mean multiple games that are there i'm I'm like on the edge of my skin i'm like holy santa claus sack you know there's a reason they have a bunch of these challenges and tiktok things people eating these crackers and doing all these cracking things and jumping through glass and shit (laughs) like that there's some of these games do feel like you would have a chance this game i don't fucking think so so it's like the most terrifying game of red light, green light. And you quickly understand, you know, you have some of the people that are, you know, helping, the, helping the other people out and other people, you know, like the pickpocket is like hiding behind this like bully ass guy. This guy's like clearly like a gangster thug ass and he's, uh, she's like hiding behind his, his face and she's, you know, that's the smart way to play it. And, um, Honestly, I, you know, she was playing it smart. There's a lot of other players that are playing it smart. You see this player 001, the older guy. He's just like getting it, and I'm like, dude, this guy doesn't give a yuck, and he's playing it as he wants. I was like, this is my man. I like this guy, and he plays it to a T. I love this, uh, this uh, player who plays the older man, Oh Young Soo, as Oh Il Nam. An elderly man with a brain tumor her prefers playing the game um, as opposed to you know uh, waiting to die out in the outside you know outside world so I just want to make sure that I wasn't spoiling anything too much um, so yeah Um, so yeah, there is crazy amounts of killing in this first episode. I'm like, holy shit, how is this going to suffice for the rest of the game? Why would anybody ever want to play any of this? Um, and then they show them this big ball, this, out of so many different shots in the show, I gotta say, there's this big ball of money that they fill up after each game, after every, they lose a hundred different people and all this money comes falling in this like giant piggy bank looking thing. Um, that shot there's another shot and they're playing like this classical music of them um, going through this like Willy Wonka looking factory of a warehouse and just everyone's going and as the series continues it almost you're playing it so much that you as the viewer is just like losing your mind because um, you know at first there's like 400 people then there's 300 people there's 200 people and then you know it just keeps on dwindling down until there's only a few people going through this um through this corridor of this crazy colored corridor and it is just like it's like get me out of this fucking place you know you just feel like you're gonna lose your mind and so um yeah just after saying all that i'm just like this first that was all in the fucking first episode we haven't even like really gotten into the second one a little bit of the premise talks about it but uh, the the whole point of this first episode is to To put you in this world and to understand the stakes. And you fucking do. I'm just like, I I was hooked. I was like, this is intense. I don't know if I thought everybody was likable. But, I mean, I thought there was enough there to kind of keep me going. Um, And it was one of the strongest Netflix openings I've seen in a long time. uh, On an original series. So. um, So, yeah. Red Light. The first game is Red Light, Green Light. Where those... Uh, who lose are gunned down on the spot. Gihyun, though terrified, is encouraged by Wu to play and is saved from falling by player 199. All three are able to complete the game. And you kind of understand the dynamic of these different individuals that are probably going to be a little more uh, part of the game uh later in the series so if you haven't seen the series i'm trying not to spoil it too much just talking about the first episode as of right now but i'm going to go into the next i'm just going to go ahead and to the last episode because we just don't have time to watch to talk about all these episodes we're just going to kind of jump into the last episode and kind of like pickpocket from the other little episodes as well but i gotta say this was uh, One of the best netflix series i've seen probably since dark. I haven't uh, Podcasted dark, but that was one of my favorite series most recently to to finish those three seasons mind-blowing mind-bending um, This is up there with that and stranger things and all those really good uh, really good shows And so I would definitely recommend watching uh, squid game so Let's continue on with the season Uh, I'm with the understanding that you have seen the rest of the series or are ready to be spoiled on it, in which I would recommend go ahead and watch the rest of the series if you have not. So, you know what has happened at the end of the series by now. You know why I've said that it feels like Fear Factor meets Saw. It is a straight up rug pull from left field. I was mind blown when we come back and he's going up the stairs. Gihon is going upstairs looking like a straight scrub. And he sees Il Nam laying in bed, straight big, chilling, all warm and tucked in and yeet, like. I was like there's <laughs> I was I was basically in tears during the marble game so everyone knows we played the Marvel game I think that what is like the it's at the fifth or sixth episode let me see tug of war do, 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 do. marbles okay so marbles is six I believe and oh gosh yeah yeah it it was six okay so we all we all saw the marble game and that was an intense ass episode it was hard to watch There was amazing acting on both sides both the the main actor i'm just gonna give him a shout out um lee jung jay um i'm assuming that that's how you pronounce it i apologize if it's not um who plays player 456 fucking amazing it his, his uh expressions his timing everything he had all the scenes he had with uh the player one oh il nam oh my gosh it absolutely tore me apart and i thought i i was like dude you were jipping an old man and he's got dementia and then at the very end of the episode you find out that he has been playing him the whole time And then they even go to the furthest mile of like saying like you know you deserve this last marble it almost feels like a little bit of like Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory in a way I didn't really talk about you know the comparisons but like the slight spoilers for that if you haven't seen it but um, skip 30 seconds but um, you know Wonka is pushing Charlie along to you know to to get the factory at the end. And I feel like Il-Nam is kind of pushing along Gihon 456, kind of along in the same direction in the same way he's helping. He gave him the marble. He helped him along in the marble game. Um, And, you know, he knew he wasn't going to die. So he wasn't going to die from a gunshot at least. And so it's just uh, so many, so many things about this show had me, floored at the end of the show i was just like this is not where i thought this was going to go and by the end of the 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 show he's essentially a man on ready to get revenge and he is ready to take down the establishment and that's hype and so and i kind of like the the red hair at the end too it took me a while i thought he was like losing his mind and just like dude what's with the red hair but you know he got the k-pop look now he's got fifty million dollars in the bank I mean come on you know so I do want to talk about this last episode uh, real quick so let's talk about it <laughs> One Lucky Day, Episode 9. The sixth and final game is the squid game. With Gi-hun, an offense, and sang on defense. Gi-hun beats sang but refuses to complete the game. Now, I'm sure that's really quickly said and better easily said than done. I know all these action scenes are kind of just like scoop scoop and then the next thing happens. But that is not what happened. It was a knockout, drag out fight. And I didn't actually get to talk about what happened to the previous episode, but it's kind of what really sends the, uh, the gi in a certain direction. So let me kind of go back and talk about the last episode because um, it really puts in perspective of what's going on. As finalists, Gihyun, Sangwoo, and Buyok are given a change of clothes and a fancy dinner. And let me say, this is after plan. that intense cookie game. The cookie game where they're like going in the things like, ding, 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 looking thing, and then doing all that. They do the cookie game. They do the marble game where they have to play the different marbles. And fucking uh, Sangwoo gypped player 199 or something like that. Didn't have to do them like that. Um, and uh, what do we have? The Glass Game. All right, the Glass Game was just ridiculous. I got to be honest. The Glass Game was just like, all right, so y'all just wanted everybody to die at this point. Because how the hell were you supposed to like tell them? They obviously wanted everyone to die. And on top of that, I got to say the Americans that were in episode, I think, seven, um, the VIPs. They're insufferable. They are absolutely the lowest part of this series. They feel like campy, campy television movie, uh, television movie bad guys in a world where I felt like we had very mostly realistic realism, uh, when it came down to the individuals of the characters, you know, the characters felt very realistic These did not feel like feel like characters. They felt like caricatures um, And so with saying that there are that is one of the weakest parts is the VIPs. They were just ridiculous um, On top of that, there, there were a couple parts that were were not that were not that great and um, there is. Uh, let me see. Gangster. Okay, so player 212, Han Mi Yinyao, a mysterious and manipulative woman who claims to be a poor single mother. She is another caricature within the show as well, um, kind of in the same realm of the gangster, uh, Su, uh, one of uh, player 101. Not exactly the strong parts of the show, but um, I think Dick Su is like the so, so-called bad guy of the series that is playing within the game. And then, um, you know, we find out who the real bad guy actually is. And I honestly think it's Sangwoo, Woo. Um, because we, we see the slow turn of Sangwoo Woo and how he's like, you know, how money just cover, blinds him and makes him just a really terrible person so um anything that we have to cover past that before we hop into the last episode i'm sorry i'm kind of scatterbrained on this last little bit but there is so many subplots that are happening in this last plot that in this last episode it's kind of hard to you know wrap it all together um but uh let me see let me see let me see uh same book okay so yeah uh, in uh abdul ali he's a foreign worker from Pakistan who's kind of like the the character they sort of use in a way to say like it's okay to have you know darker people on on uh, international television you know I feel like it's a little bit like maybe it's because the international boundaries that's where it's like all right we got to have uh, we gotta say this type of stuff but I feel like we're a little bit past this I, I, I as a culture I, I'm kind of Past being stating the obvious of having uh, a darker skinned person on screen and then stating the obvious of having darker skin on Just let them be a character and don't worry about it. Um I know that it's like, you know uh, They were doing like an immigration statement saying He's coming over here trying to work and that type of stuff, but yada yada. yada. Uh, you didn't come here for that. But anyways um Yeah, uh, the last character I wanted to talk about who I was really hooked and engaged with on this uh, the majority of the episodes, especially at the beginning, because we get a different view and a different perspective of the island, how the game works, how people are being abducted, that type of thing, Um, which I thought that we were going to get a little bit more from um, Player 67, who uh, when the second game, the second time they decide to go to play the games... um, you know, after the first one, they decide not to play the game anymore. Second episode, it's everyone living their life again and deciding, I actually do want to play the game, and they go back in. Player 67 fakes her way going in asleep. And so I thought she was going to kind of like, um, you know, get out in a more fashionable sense. That's not exactly what happened. Um, so maybe not quite as predictable. But when it came to Huang Jun Hill, a police officer who sneaks into the game as a guard to find his missing brother. He was one of the most interesting parts of the season because we got to see the opposite side of the game. We were seeing how the different operations worked, how people were talking, how they were taking the bodies and kind of scooping the uh, you know, the eyeballs and the um, organs and stuff out. It was like a real process to what was going on. I did feel like him looking for like who killed his brother and then we find out that his brother's the front man kind of thing didn't exactly come off as like whoa i just kind of was like whoa you know because we didn't really get any background with the front man or jun ho jun hyo um together i felt like they're to my knowledge i don't think we did and if we did i might have might have missed it but if we didn't, I felt like that's where they could have improved and had a little bit more connection of like, holy shit, it's the brother that we've seen this whole time. But it's like, okay, it's his brother that he's been looking for that we thought was murdered, but actually isn't. Now he's actually running the games. It's like, hmm. <sighs> I was like, I, I mean, we, we were still waiting to see who was running the games the whole time. And it was like, there could only be so many people that we've seen on screen or haven't seen on screen. I was like, all right, so it has to be the brother it has to be, you know, um. It ends up being the ultimate guy that's running it. Ends up being Il Nam, player one, but the front man ends up being you know uh, Jun Hyo's brother. So it's like hmm, I don't know. Uh, um, Mixed feelings. I think he's going to be a bigger player because he had to have his face under a mask the majority of the time. I think he's going to be a bigger player later in um, maybe if there's a second or third season. They've kind of set it up so there could be, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. I would definitely watch regardless if these if this individual and these these uh, the people that created this wanted to make a completely different show I would be completely fine with that I would say squid game feels like a complete thought it doesn't need to be continued um, you know it was the majority of it was really good and <clears throat> very close to perfect <clears throat> I don't think it needs a second season to latch on that now with saying that I think that Netflix is going to try to squeeze this for three seasons four seasons <clears throat> All right, Um. and I guess the front man, he must be a famous guy. I haven't really researched uh, the majority of these actors. Lee Byung-hyun, a South Korean actor and singer. He has received critical acclaim for his work. In a wide range of genres. Most notably. Joint security arena. Bitter life. Uh, a bitter life. A bittersweet life. The good. The bad. The weird. And a bunch of other stuff. <clears throat> let, me get a little bit of, let me get some agua. Before we finish this episode. Let me know if y'all are enjoying the podcast. I uh done a lot a lot of work trying to get this squid game up fast and you're getting the full review most people most Patreons most people most Patreons most Patreons would be getting this uh, early but I'm gonna let everybody get this at the same time patreon.com slash podcast to support the podcast $1 $2 $5 um, donations are available as well love.podcast.com Everything you can do to support the podcast is phenomenal. We have uh subscriptions on YouTube that you can you know subscribe for free, get the notifications when you get the videos, get them hot, drop them like hot, drop them on hot, and uh SoundCloud if you just want to be listen, be like yo, what's up? Um, if you want to hang out in the Discord, we got the Discord, we got the Facebook, we got the Instagram, we got the Twitter, we got the Twitch, we got all the stuff. Oh god, so many different social medias! <laughs> all right, so. Let's hop into this last episode again that I tried to go ahead and start, but it took a little bit longer than I thought. So, um, after Lights Out, gi asks Sei that they team up against sang And that's uh, Player... Player 240... Um, what is her name? Player... Player 67. She's the pickpocket lady. So he asks the pickpocket lady... Uh, if they would team up against Sangwoo, and Sangwoo is just acting all types of strange, I mean he's pushing people off the glass bridge um, and I gotta say that little chess game, the chess thing they had of them actually playing the thing that, who the hell was that for, why, why would you need this little chess thing, no one could actually see that except for the camera <laughs> I don't know, it looked cool I guess, so when they were doing the reenactments of people like falling off they were like, oh D295 it's like they the, the the VIPs can't even see it from up there. Whatever. Um, so Sangwoo had thrown like that homeless guy that was like helping everybody off anyway. I don't know. But Sebiok was injured in the Stepping Stones game and suggests they uh, that they promise to help each other's uh, loved ones if they win the game instead. Sebiok injures uh, injuries worsen and she gets it's just like this crazy explosion at the end of this like glass game so for anyone that doesn't know what the glass game is they told everybody to jump on these glass uh, these pieces of glass it's like all right here's a piece of glass here's a piece of glass and then you have to jump on each one of these pieces of glass but you have to choose which piece of glass one of them is tempered, one of them is not if you don't choose the tempered glass you're going to go through the glass and so there's not even like a chance for like People, there's no game in this. It's just like you have to choose left or right. It's basically like flipping a coin, almost like a Russian roulette game. But it's all based upon having no. Um, it's all based upon having like uh, being the last person in the line is what you want to be, basically. But you don't want to go first because if you go first, you're gonna possibly go through the uh, the fucking glass. And so it's like fuck. So. Anyways, it doesn't really feel like much of a game, but anyways, the entire game, uh, the the bridge explodes at the end of that in like slow mo, like, and it's very cool with the lights going on and shit like that. And they do fuck with the glass so the the, the lights so that the glass isn't reflecting in a way that they can see which type is tempered glass or not, which is kind of like leads to one of those guys' deaths. But anyways, they um. They explode the bridge and that bridge is what causes saying Saint same injuries. She gets like stabbed with a piece of uh, uh, glass that comes off of one of those uh, Pieces of uh, glass and on the bridge and she's like, oh! And you know, she is not doing good through like dinner and not looking good and you know, they are not good You know, she is in bad condition um, And she's kind of holding it back not showing everybody and um, See Byuk's injuries worsen, and Yi Hyun runs to get help. He sees her like not doing well. And at this point, we've had uh, basically everybody is out of the game. And so there's only those three right now. And uh, Yi Hyun... Is like running to get help in this this big irreverent room. It's just this big strange room. It feels like they're prisoners in there, to be honest. But he runs to get help, and he's like banging on the door. He's like, "Help! Somebody needs to get help! Somebody needs to get help!" And then he like turns around and he sees Sang wook He says, "But when the staff arrive, saibyuk is dead. Sang Woo took the opportunity to stab her when Yi Hyung was away. His his good buddy stabbed this girl." Basically because he was just a greedy ass and he's he's going to he keeps telling everybody, you know, let's team up Let's be teams. Let's you know, you and I are gonna get the money we can do this and he tells each one of the people he's playing with and his his College boy or whatever they keep calling him, you know, he's so smart But Gi Young's like so pissed at this point. He just wants to fucking rip him a new one. And so Jun Hyo makes it onto another island and calls his chief but the reception is poor that's uh jun hyo is the uh uh the young police officer that's trying to find you know who killed his brother and the, was, he's, he's kind of like infiltrating the island and stuff like that but he escapes the island at this point and so he's trying to get the fuck out of there and so but he tries to re- call the chief but the reception is poor so we've seen this before you know that means if he ain't got reception you're done and so this is when he finds out uh the front man and his soldiers hunt jun hyo down and front man reveals himself to be in yo jun yo's brother in ho shoots jun ho and lets him fall into the sea which we can think about possibility that his body could be retrieved in a way that he might live that it'd be good if we could get this guy back just to have some more time with them a lot of people like this guy um good looking cat too um so let's get to episode nine now one lucky day The sixth and final game is the Squid Game, with Ji Hyun on offense and Sang Woo on defense. Now you understand where we're at. Ji Hyun beats Sang Woo, but refuses to complete the game. Um... And when they are doing the knockout drag out fight, I'm talking, it is intense. There are people beating, they're beating the shit out of each other. There's parts where I thought Ji Hyun was going to be done. He gets stabbed so many times with this thing. They're just like they're st- they're sitting there like ready to stab each other, and it's like oh shit. It 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 it's it's becomes a hunt as soon as the dinner is over the night before. They leave everything out of the table and off the dining room that when they are done eating and everything the night before even when Singh byok was still alive player 67 was still alive it's so anonymous that uh or so like eerie that the only thing that they leave in this big ass table triangle table they have them looking at each other it's just they look down and there's this fucking, like dinner knife steak knife and fucking Sang has been holding that shit ready to fucking sk- <laughs> Ji Hyun so hard. I gotta tell you, I was I was like, this is intense. Um, So, anyways, they go through the knockout, drag out. Sk- 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 I don't know what that is. That's not even a fight. <laughs> but, but you get the idea. There was a big ass like knockout, drag out fight, and and it was to the point where I was like, Ji Hyun is going to literally just lose shit. <laughs> send you back to the third <laughs> <laughs> and uh basically he about does that but he comes right to the side and he when he goes down the stab he doesn't stab sang woo and i was like yes i was like he didn't lose a shit it's like because you want them to like get like a nice fight in but you don't want him to lose his sanity and so that's where that's where we felt it um so anyway um, he refuses to complete the game he invokes the third clause to end the game but sang stabs himself and asks Gi-hun to use the prize money to help Sang-woo's mother he just says fuck it and he's out and he's like okay then I'm you know damn that sucks and you know he's really feeling bad about it and he's just like feels like shit and you, you can tell from the next few scenes and the next little while while he's gone he's not gonna do well Ji Hyun returns home that night to find that his mother has died. The entire time, this whole fucking thing is gone. His mother has died. Almost a third of the reason of why he was getting the money. So he has to feel like kind of like a shit. Um, a year later, Ji Hyun is still traumatized by his experience and has barely touched his prize money. One night, he receives a gold game invitation card and is in, uh, in and is answering it. Finds player 001. Il Nam, still alive but dying. Il Nam is one of the VIPs, the host, the host, who co ran the game alongside the frontman, Inho, and the mastermind behind the game's operation, which was made to entertain the bored super rich like himself. Il-Nam explains that both the poverty-stricken and the uber-wealthy lead monotonous lives. Uh, And he was trying to find a way to derive enjoyment from life. He was also testing whether humanity had an innate goodness left in it reminding Gi-hyun that despite witnessing the bloodshed in the initial game, he and other participants still returned and sacrificed each other's lives for the sake of earning the prize money for themselves. I mean, this is kind of an intense way to have a big, you know, finger-wagging lesson. It's like, this doesn't make you a good guy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So Il-nam got me. Uh, the specific games are based on Il-Nam's childhood memories, and he decided to participate uh, himself for nostalgia's sake. Il-Nam asked Gi-Hyun to play one last game with him, uh, another test to see if humanity still has goodness left in it. Whether anyone will come and help a drunk man on the street before midnight. Gi-Hyun wins. But Il Nam dies. I gotta say that uh, it's a beautifully edited scene. The entire series is beautifully edited, but this one especially—the the clock ticking, the old man going down, all all that—it was crazy. Um, it, it was crazy good. Though presumably, presumably not before he witnesses his loss, um, Il Nam passes. Gihyun snaps out of his stupor. And fulfills his promises. He gets Sebyuk's brother out of the orphanage and gives Sang Woo's mother his share of the prize money. gi Hyun is about to leave the country and reconnect with his daughter. Who we find out that you know he punched that stepfather at one point. And I was like, Jesus, he had to do that. But he punches that father, and they, you know, they're going off to the U.S. And he's kind of pissed about it. But now he's going to go back and you know recollect and make. He's a good father now. You know, he wants to, he wants to go back and see his. You see his daughter, reconnect with his daughter. But on the way to see, uh, he sees someone playing Da Jack, or, uh, you know, the game at the beginning when he's throwing the throwing the envelopes. I'm sorry I'm saying that wrong. I know I am. Uh, but he's playing the envelope game with the same game recruiter, the sharp-looking cat, who invited him. Gi Hyun takes the man's card. He's like, oh, don't do it, don't do it, calls the number. And is now determined to find out who they are after he gets that fresh red k-pop cut you know what i'm saying but that is squid game my friends let me know how you like squid game the tv show our review let me know how I can improve let me know if i got anything wrong just throw it in the comments throw a thumbs up throw a subscribe let me know i can improve um we have tons of reviews coming down the pipe. Movies, TVs, HBO, Netflix, the Hulu's, all the stuff we cover covered. <laughs> Thank you for listening watching. Like a dog podcast. Take it easy. Take it easy.